Senores y senores, what is going on? And welcome on into today's edition of Union Talk Live. We are in the midst of a bye week, ladies and gentlemen. The first time in a long time, international break worldwide. And your Philadelphia Union, we're blessed enough to actually have the weekend off. Definitely some great news. Obviously, you see Jim Curtin enjoying the Grateful Dead. I didn't even know Jimmy was a deadhead, but I, I, I fucks with that. Fucks with that heavy. Everyone enjoying their time off, time to relax, time to get away a little bit from the sport. Obviously, ain't no stopping for us. Tomorrow, Orlando going up against the New England Revolution. That Orlando is our next opponent, so we will be having eyes on that. But it is good to kind of distress yourselves, relax, take a look at our squad. That's kind of what we're going to look do here today, kind of look at our squad, just look, talk about some of the... The, the tidbits that we need to talk about with this team, some things happening over the week that we definitely need to discuss. And, of course, international break. Of course, my Colombia going at it right now against Iraq. Uh, I know the United States men's national team went off last night. So I know my USMNT people are so excited. And as they should, I, I, uh, I was a little intrigued by it as well as someone who grew up during the Donovan, um, the Gooch, the Clint Dempsey's, the um, the Marisa Dews, Michael Bradley's, Jersey Altador days, seeing like Mexico always being like the better team. And now the U.S. are clearly the much better team. And it's crazy to see that. I never thought I would see that in my lifetime. But hey, it definitely kudos to them. It's definitely, it definitely was fun. Fun to watch a group of confident men who have gone through their fair share of adversity, not only club, but uh, international-wise as well. And they seem to not miss a beat. Obviously, Greg Berhalter is back in the saddle for USMNTs out there. So we'll definitely we'll definitely touch upon that. Uh, but I want to formally welcome everyone into today's edition of Union Talk Live, the bi-week edition. Uh, we're talking Union. We're talking soccer. You guys name it. So right now, both the comment sections are open here on YouTube. Uh, and on TikTok here as well. TikTok, do me solid. Smash that screen away. Some more soccer fans in the building. We got DSM Media in the building as well. So hello to everyone. Happy Friday. It's a weird one. Obviously, it's now sunny. But all morning, it was thunder, rain, pouring. I don't know where you are in the Delaware Valley or in the United States. Uh, but it was weird this morning. So luckily now it's calmed down a little bit. And uh, it's 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 nice from from what I see. I still need to go outside today. I really haven't been outside. Don't, don't don't tell anybody, but I will definitely have to check that out. But real quick, a reminder: today's edition of Union Talk Live it is sponsored by La Terrain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. Right now, we use my promo code at the checkout page. Barcelona Philly, you will receive ten percent off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, head on over to La Terrain, use the promo code, and check out our great friends over there. Awesome, awesome stuff. What's up, guys? What's up, Beth? How you feeling, girl? Welcome on in, girl. Guys, keep tapping that screen away. Welcome to Union Talk Live. We're talking Union. We're talking soccer, USM and team. Like, any Colombianos out there? Any Colombian national team fans? Well, we're talking it all. Um, obviously, so what, did, Art, what, did Messi get, a, get tackled yesterday? Dude. We got how many MLS players out there? Obviously, for the Union, you had five get called up to international break. Odala got a call up, which is pretty dope. Damian Lowe got a call up, obviously not playing. We all saw what happened last week in San Jose. Um, he's obviously going to be out for, 
for at least the time being. So he did get a call up, though, which is definitely want to recognize that for sure. Uh, Blake obviously got the call up. Ed Brujo Martinez, of course, got the call up. And, of course, Daniel Gazdak gets the call up as well uh, as he gets called up for the Hungarian national team. So those are your dupers in action right now. Uh, obviously, like we mentioned, USA beating up on Mexico 3-0. That was the big one, obviously. Um, the U.S. punched their ticket into the final. I do believe they play Canada, so it'll be a nice little Canadian-American uh, final there for the uh, the Nations League. I do keep up. You know, I, I live vicariously through you, but, you know, it's all about Colombia for me. Now, I'm make, I was a excited about this lineup that they had. Uh, for everyone who, who I know everyone knows, everyone, everyone who watches soccer knows who Juan Cuadrado is. Uh, playing a little D mid now, his old age. It's it's weird to see him there, but a little bit tactical flexibility for Colombia here today. But um, no James, we saw uh, some some Luis Diaz on the left hand side um, with uh, with Carascal, which is pretty pretty with Borra, I mean with, with Rafael Borra. So that's definitely freaking excited. But I'm excited. I'm excited for for uh, for the summer. Obviously, Gold Cup. Obviously. Copa America, uh, so I'm definitely excited for that as well. I think it's 2024. I'll have to double check, but it's awesome stuff. It's it's obviously very very fun. Um, always love some international break for sure. It's a little weird not having Union game this week. I will be at the Miami match. I'm working on trying to get to the Miami match. Yeah, so we have the weekend off here for the Union, which much needed for sure. A lot of soccer being played by our boys in blue. Uh, so definitely much needed time off here, and so. We'll be back at it again next Saturday. We'll be down in Orlando for that one. It'll be the second match of the year for Orlando. So next week we'll be looking at that. One. We'll be previewing that matchup. And then, of course, the big one is the following Saturday into Miami. I don't know why we're saying it's a big one. Um, Beth, you are a real one. We know you love the Philadelphia Union, and there's we've, we've known that. But I think that a lot of people still believe that Messi will be somewhere in Subaru Park on the 24th. I personally don't know the extent of what it'll be. Uh, from my understanding, Messi's contract does expire with PSG on the 30th. So we do obviously have to wait for that. But there's just no way he's going to be here playing on the 24th. But hey, still a big matchup. Like the thing is, is that like we've always had like kind of like a disdain with Miami and it kind of started with Gonzalo Higuain. And obviously we've been the better of the two. But Miami have had some some ha ha, some he he's on us. If anyone remembers the uh, the season opener in 21, you're putting up the supporter shield um, banner and it's the home opener against Miami and Miami comes into town. Uh, both Iguain brothers were on Miami. The other Iguain, Federico, he subs in the second half and Miami put up two goals and steal three points away in like the midst of like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, that was a, that was a, that was a hard one. <laughs> I was with the Philly sports guy and Kataha in that one. And um, yeah, you know, you know, the Philly sports guy is calling Miami Beckham FC. We're all talking shit. And uh, we had the, they had the last laugh. So that was, that was fun. And then of course this year, that was another rough one two a two nothing loss there. Um, that's when um, what's a uh, Gregore hits a fucking bomb from outside the box. And uh, that's the other Miami loss. But regardless, everyone remembers the Brujo Martinez going at it with uh, with uh, with Gonzalo Higuain at that time. So it's always it's always a lot of it's always a lot of fun with Miami and any sport, I guess. Right. Because same could be said in, in, in basketball. 
And I know like Phillies fans for like the last like before last year, for like the last five years prior to 22, dude, you Phillies and Marlins series gave us migraines. All right. Because it was always so frustrating. So it's, it's like that in every sport. What's up? We got Scotty talk sports in the building. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? It's good seeing you, man. Hope everyone, what's up? Further AM, what's going on? Hope everyone's having a most excellent day. I appreciate that. Go birds, dupe. I guess I can't say trust the process anymore. <laughs> all right, go orange and the black. Go fills. Go all the above. Five for five over here, baby. It's good seeing you here further in the AM. Good seeing you in here. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Um, so real quick, I kind of wanted to start off here today. Um, by talking about uh, the well, first off with the with the boys in blue, kind of like where we're at, right? So heading into this bye week, it's a it's interesting because last Saturday was a tough loss. You had the you went over to the West Coast, bringing over a nine game unbeaten streak, and they you couldn't get the job done. Obviously, you needed some rotation. You didn't miss, miss some players, but overall, the lineup was pretty strong. San Jose, a much better team, team hanging around in fifth in the in the West, hanging around in the playoff spots. They came ready to play. Like we always talk about, when you're as good as you have been over the past couple of years, teams step up their, their level just a little bit, and it's kind of what happened against San Jose. And unfortunately, San Jose got the best, you know, First goal, great job on the transition. You left leave a Bobasi with the, you know on on Garden. He's gonna knock that through. Um, and on the second one, there's not much you could do by that shot. Truco hit it perfectly. Blake couldn't even do anything about it, and you just couldn't get that final goal. So like when I look at San Jose's that in that matchup in general, I, I'm not too mad about it. I, I'll take the. I'll, uh, you're not gonna get points, but it is what it is sometimes that does happen they struggle to get that goal san jose parked the bus that stuff does definitely happen now obviously for Julian Caranza, i mean he had probably one of the best opportunities to go in the net uh this whole entire season and so this is the, this is where we we talk about with Caranza. like i'm not going to hold that against him and i don't think it was a terrible performance by Caranza, but We've been talking a lot about Caranza, putting him in golden boot, putting him in MVP conversations, talking about the future of Caranza. Could he be sold? These are all conversations that we constantly keep having. In order to be that type of guy, right, for Caranza, you got to be consistent. And that's just my only gripe with Caranza and, and his time here in Philadelphia. I've always felt like, yes, he demonstrated his talent. He's demonstrated he can score goals with the best of them in this league. But if you can't do it at a consistent rate, that's where we have the problem. And that's where kind of his ceiling lies. Consistency is the key with William Caranza. But overall, this attack is starting to find their pace. Obviously, you're seeing more goals in matches. You're seeing more opportunities for goals in matches. They're finally starting to put up more than two goals in matches as well. So it is all starting to fall into place. Obviously, health-wise, the big thing is Alley, right? Ali's been missing a lot of matches, and it's mostly because of injury. And so that's kind of been the concern. And not per se the, a concern because with Ali's absence, you've now been able to introduce another system, another formation. That's been the three back set, the three, four, one, two. And this is the formation that we talked before. Jim's not really keen on, but it's working and it's bringing the best players out and it's helping the attack. You're able to bring seven attackers instead of uh, six. 
and you have the best center backs in the MLS. So, I, and that's been the that's why this formation has worked for sure. Um, Gazak, a little bit more of a quieter season on the stats, but man hasn't really skipped a beat. If you watch these matches, the way he he kind of just, especially like on the transition, so important on that, and he does a great job of just keep just moving the attack, even dropping back and building the attack up. So going forward, I, I think that now we are in June. We're in the summer. The goals are starting to fall in. I really think that this is when this club will definitely turn it up. And I mean, like if we learn anything from last year now, I'm going to look, I'm going to bring up here the uh, Eastern Conference uh, tables here. Because when I, when I think about it, right, obviously there's still plenty of time. The Union are 10 points behind Cincinnati. Cincinnati are doing a fantastic job this year and really separating themselves. Nashville in second with 32 points, but plenty of time, right? We've only played 17 matches, same as Cincinnati. But when I think about it, I think it's really imperative that the Union, at, like, I think it's imperative for them to go for the Supporter Shield for this year. Because the one thing, if we learn anything from last year, giving the Western Conference that type of advantage, you don't want to have. If it's if it's Cincinnati, then fine. But you want to make sure that you keep up, keep up the pace and keep gaining these points. Get to as close to Cincinnati as you possibly can. We've seen it before. Anything can happen. All right. I, I, if you would have told me, honestly, like this point last year, if you would have told me LAFC would have won the Supporter Shield, but like I don't think it's a lock, but it might happen. And anything can happen at this point. Although, dude, Cincinnati, we talked about it before, especially because of the fact that Noonan is there. They're doing a good job, man. Now, obviously, you know, we've seen the sell of Brenner. Um, the Vasquez one, it should be coming soon. Uh, you know, Curuso Costa, now, now he can perform for the U.S. Men's National Team if he does choose to do that. Uh, but Cincinnati still, it's a formidable team. And if they can keep that that nucleus together, and if they can stay focused, it is going to be a tough challenge going forward, man. What's up, Don Rafael? What's up? What's happening, brother? How you feeling? Uh, Venezuela looked good yesterday. Venezuela looked good yesterday down in D.C. We saw our boy uh, El Brujo Martinez with Soltero. Soltero back with Venezuela as he's in Mexico right now. That, that big trade with Toronto. He's no longer with Toronto. And a trade with Tigres. Uh, but yeah, Rafael y Venezuela. Up to both. Up to both. What's going on, guys? We got Glesnes is my daddy. What's happening? Freedom Raw. <laughs> Glesnes is my daddy is still pumped from last night. And I don't blame him. Dude, that was fun. You got Washington McKinney's getting his shirt ripped. Go give him the crest. giving it to the Mexican fans, man. That type of back and forth is always a lot of fun. And that was fun to watch, man. Do you think anyone will be traded during the summer? I don't think there will be any trades. However, one that we need to discuss, and I think this is a perfect segue, Kai Wagner. I think Kai Wagner is someone that we all keep an eye out for. Um, Kai's contract is done after this year, right? But the thing is, this is the summer period. This is where typically the transfers happen because the rest of the world, for the most part, it's their off season. So this is where the trades, I'm sorry, this is where the signings typically happen. 
Now, here's the question. This is what I brought up on Twitter earlier this week. Now, if you are the Philadelphia Union, do you take whatever you can for Wagner? Because obviously teams have not valued Wagner the same way that we value Wagner. Or do you keep them through if you don't get a deal you don't like that you don't like, and you just sell them all, or you just allow them to walk at the end of the year? Like this is a tough, tough, tough decision that the union have to make, and we'll ask it here. Do you take whatever it is, even if it's lower than his value for Kai Wagner, and more than likely, honestly, I I think we talked about this last time too, but I personally believe that if you sell Wagner comes in this window, I don't think you bring him back on a loan deal like you did with Brendan or Mark. I think if you sell Wagner during this window, he's gone. I think that's what's going to happen. Now, in that case, obviously, you're a little weak. You don't want to rely on Matt Rial in every single match. You definitely would have to bring in another back, and it's, it's kind of tough to bring in a back in short notice and help him try to win a championship with. But... You kind of got to do what you got to do. Now, if you if you let him walk at the end, dude, Wagner, people don't remember. Wagner, we got on an absolute bargain. This dude was playing in the third division of German soccer. And we got him for, like, what, like 200K? He's become one of the best, if not the best, fullback in MLS over the last four seasons. So for us to... Sell them for pennies on the dollar. It, it, it is kind of a, a tough sell for me. Tough. It's a tough pill to swallow because of what Kai has meant to this team. The value to this team, it's ridiculous. But obviously, look, we, we've been struggling with leads. Leads have had showed so much interest before the last period, before the last winter period. And it just didn't happen because they didn't want to pay the price. Same thing has happened with Brujo. Same thing has happened with glasses. Teams don't want to pay our price. And I don't think you should sell short, but now it's a different situation because it's either you sell him now or he's gone at the end of the year. He wants to go back to Europe. I know this notion with Union Nation, you, you, whatever Wagner wants, you give to him. The problem is what he wants is to play back in Europe. It's different because we're not the top league in the world. You know, it's not like re-signing, I don't know, James Harden. James may want some money. Sounds like James wants some money. I don't mean to go to the other sports. Kind of sounds like James wants some money. <laughs> you feel me? If not, we wouldn't be going to Houston. Am I right? <laughs> so I, I think with Kai, I personally do believe you, you sell him for what you can and you let the rest play off. You obviously got to get a replacement. I'm sure Ernst has got plans all set up but i think personally that is what i would do you guys can let me know what you would do but i definitely think that kai you gotta try to get some type of value from him what's up Ian? what's happening brother they brought greg back i obviously not the one to ask about this um but if you're asking from an out if an outsider's perspective i don't get it like I feel like the situation with the Reynas and the Burhalters is something you cannot control. But why would you even consider bringing that back? If, like, Burhalter was, you know, whatever happened in the World Cup, you know, he takes them to, like, a semifinal appearance and there's just no question marks with their performance, then, dude, do you obviously bring them back? But, like, 
honestly, you could find a Burhalter in the MLS right now. Like, am I am I wrong? So, like, if you're the United States, why not go out there and go find that lucrative guy? The one gripe that I have with my national team, we have we've always had the talent, and this is the one thing my me and my dad always agree on. We constantly find these managers who are not going to take us to where we want to go. In Colombia, we're trying to compete with Brazil. We're trying to compete with Argentina, with the world-class talent of those countries. We are still a baby in the world world soccer world compared to those two nations. When you need an established guy, you have the talent. You need the established guy who can manage those personalities and put together the best product with what you have. I think the United States need to do the same thing. You need to find the guy who can mesh together the personalities of what he has to give you the best possible product. I don't think Burhalter's maximize anything. I think Burhalter's done the bare minimum. And again, this is from an outside perspective, right? So neither do I. There are better options. Yeah, I listen. I do agree, especially the United States, man. This like Colombia may not have the Lord the United States does. But it's the United States. Like the United States is like the capital of athletic athleticism in the world. Like we have the best athletes. Uh, we have a, a dominating economy. Uh, the list goes on. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Right now, what's up, brother? It's good seeing you in here, man. I do appreciate it. This is in my Columbia collection. I just actually ordered a Freddy Rincon 1990 World Cup kit, dude. So stoked for this one. So stoked. Keeping the Colombian jersey collection going. Um, definitely trying to get. So one of my favorite kits is the 98 kit, the World Cup kit. We had Reebok at the time. Would love that kit. But these are hard to find, man. These old school retro ones, these are hard to find. I don't live in Colombia. I wish I did. But uh, it, it is hard to find. But, yes, this is my Falcao. Uh, I do need a Hamas before he's done and over. I mean, he's pretty much done and over, but I need that Hamas because it's still a special player in our in our country's history, man. Neither do I. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Better options for sure, man. Um, I was definitely Conte, but I changed it. Dude, I like that. Glezis is my daddy. Glezis is all our daddy. We love us some Yako Glezis, man. Shoot! <laughs> it's fun, man. It's fun. Um, so we do have, we did have a rumor, um, that did go down over the past week here. Um, so according to, um, actually, let me go find, let me find the tweet here. And so that way we can all look at it together. Here we go. All right. So it is in, in Espanol. So first off, hotter than a fugitive, America's most wanted. Like Frank Lucas. All right, here we go. All right, so this is from Gustavo Roca. Uh, let me just trans because I'm not going to read it and translate for you. That's take, that'll take too long. So here's the translated translation. To be tested, Isaac Castillo will travel to the United States in the coming days to undergo an evaluation with the Philadelphia Union. But in the first instance, it's to play with the subsidiaries team in MLS Next Pro. If he is convinced... He's 20 years old, 64 games, seven goals in the National League with Marathon. Um, and it says, good luck, bitch. <laughs> is that what? 
Catracho, Catracho, Suerte Catracho. Okay, I guess Catracho in Honduras is bitch. All right, cool. We used to say perra or perro, but uh, you know, Catracho, that's a new one for me. But all right, so Isaac Castillo, this is who uh, is linked to our Philadelphia Union. Um, obviously, I personally don't know much about Isaac Castillo uh, as he is a young kid uh, from Honduras. Now, uh, here we go. Let me find. All right, here we go. So, Club Deportivo Maratón is, uh, I do believe I've seen him in, in Champions League. They are first division in Honduras. Obviously, no Olympia. Uh, but so let me try to find. So he is 20 years old. Um, according to transfer market, he's predominantly a, 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 a 10. He has played as looks like a winger, a left hand, a left sided winger. Um, and just like in a, a, a central central mid in general, he is right footed. Uh, but from my, my understanding, he is someone who does like to play within the attack. Um, he is valued right now at 225000 So for like a second division guy, it's it's, it's a solid solid fee um, for as far as evaluation goes. Um, and 30 total matches uh, in total with, with uh, Maraton. Four goals, one assist. I'm sorry, four assists, one goal uh, for, for Maraton here. I'm sorry, four goals, one assist. I'm reading these wrong. Four goals, one assist for Maraton. Now, obviously, the question is being is that, you know, the why bring in another midfielder who's essentially an attacking midfielder. But one thing to keep in mind here when it comes to the team is that you got depth. But number one, Ali, we don't know how much longer he'll be playing. It, it does kind of feel like this will be the last opportunity for, for Ali. Number two, Jack McGlynn will be sold at some point. If it's not now, it'll be at the end of the season. But Jack McGlynn is gone. <laughs> like, it's going to be hard to keep him around. When you talk about the talent that he is, the creativity, what he showed in U20s, the amount of experience already in MLS, um, already having eyes from Europe look at him now. So that's bound to happen. So it wouldn't hurt to bring in another option in here for the future. Look, he's a 20-year-old kid. If you bring him in, more than likely he's playing for you too. Um, so he's not going to be on the main squad for now. But, you know, it is interesting because it does say, like, he's going to check out the union and he's going to decide whether he wants. Now you have Nashville and Colorado both also eyeing um, Castillo as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I, every time we're in these type of situations where other MLS teams are also bidding in for these players, typically the union don't bid hard. And so that's why I feel like, if Nashville or Colorado really want this guy, I don't see the union going all in on Castillo, but it is definitely interesting. So it does also kind of lend the idea that the union could be looking at midfielders right now, um, which they definitely should. But more importantly, I think the I think the top priority right now, and we've talked about this throughout the entire season, is the forward depth. You know, I love Chris Donovan. I just don't think that he is the depth that you need. Uh, Quinn Sullivan, still a little young. I would like a veteran guy as a forward, but we will keep an eye out on out, out for all of that. But um, uh, Wrexham, Wrexham's coming into town real quickly. July, I'm sorry, June 28th. Wrexham will be coming into town. It'll be a friendly against them. Uh, the thing is, it will not be against the first team. It'll be against the second team. So you too. We'll be going up against Wrexham. Now, 
obviously this has brought up some back and forth. Uh, Wrexham fans not happy that they're playing our U2 team. Um, and some do believe that they are good enough to beat the first team. Listen, as a fan, I love the confidence. You should absolutely be confident by your squad 110%. But the reality is you're not beating our first team. It's not happening. Okay. Now, if you do feel that confident, 100%, love it. I agree. Go for it. Y'all better beat the fuck out of our U2s then. If y'all don't win 3 nothing, and reminders is a friendly, don't take too much into consideration, but U2s definitely going to be showing up to play. But if that's the case, then y'all better beat them up. But I am intrigued by this. I'm intrigued because of the whole Wrexham thing. This whole Wrexham thing is crazy to me. So typically for friendlies like this, even like when we play Pachuca or Pumas, like we don't really bring on a, a huge crowd. But I am curious about this one because of what Wrexham has been, because clearly there is a fan base here in Philadelphia. You go down the Market Street. What's it? Max Max Tavern, whatever. Um, they have a fan base in there. I was there recently. I see the Wrexham stuff in there. So I'll be intrigued. I, I I I set the bar at 15k. Whether or not it could be more or less than 15,000 on that day, uh, I I really think it'll be close to that. I really think we're gonna have a good showing for this, and so I am extremely intrigued of what could happen uh, on that on that June 28th. What's up, Bryce? How you feeling, man? We got Bryce Lipman in the building. He believes that we should keep Wagner. Um, okay, he has more heart and passion than 99 percent. Of the players in the league. I appreciate that, man. A lot of love for Kai, and I, and I, and I definitely don't disagree with that. Um, the thing is, again, Kai Wagner wants to play in Europe. Like, it's no hard feelings. I'm sure he's extremely appreciative towards what the union have done for him, given him this opportunity as he's been able to raise his stock. But the dream has always been to play for Europe, and that's the one thing we have to understand here. Because of the fact the MLS is not the best league in the world, it's hard to grasp that. But Europe is the best league in the world. They have the best leagues in the world. So for a player like Kai Wagner, he came here to up his stock, to get playing time, to finish his development. And that's what he did. And he did more than that. So if he wants to go to Europe, you're going to, you have to acknowledge that and you have to respect that. However, though, because of the fact that teams have undervalued our players, including Kai, this summer, you take a pay, like, not a pay cut, but do you take less than what he's valued? Or the other option is he just walks for nothing. You don't get any money out of it. Those are the only two options. You take whatever you can, or you let him walk for nothing. There's no in between. You can't negotiate a contract extension. I generally don't think that he walk or he, you sign or he signs away this summer and then he loan gets loaned back here. I don't think that's going to happen. So it's it's a hard decision, but of those two options, I'm taking what I can for Kai, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll the dice on the rest of the season. I mean, for me, it's long term. And if you you know kind of like you know like not trading Ryan Howard, right? Like that type of sh shenanigans. You don't if you allow that to happen, you could be screwed. We're trying to win multiple, multiple championships, not just one. And so that is why 
you got to play the safe. You feel me? So Kai Wagner, it's a tough decision. But I, I need that Doty. I need that moolah. Give me whatever. Give me whatever. Um, yes, Glazes is my daddy. Yes. He has rejected multiple extension offers, not because he doesn't want to play in Philly. Listen, from all indications, from what I've understood from Kai, he loves Philly. It's no hard feelings. But when Europe is calling, <laughs> Papa, my boy, can you feel me? That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Uh, interesting. What's a draw to Wrexham in Philly? Well, Scotty, great question. So the thing is here, um, the owners of Wrexham, as everyone knows, is Ryan Reynolds, the actors Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, right? Rob McElhenney, best known for being one of the co-creators of Always Sunny Philadelphia, a cult classic here in Philly, as you know very well. So Max Tavern on, on Market Street is obviously Rob's bar, um, but also it is now like the site. They play Wrexham matches. Like every Wrexham match gets played in this bar. And so there is a fan, little fan appreciation towards Wrexham AFC. Um, me, me personally, I think it's a cool story. I can't jump on a bandwagon. Also, the TV show they made, the reality show that they made, really helped their popularity as well. People were tuning in. They fell in love with the team through that. That's been kind of been the part of it as well. But Rob, Rob's Philly influence definitely has helped with that as well, which is why we pro we are setting up this friendly. Obviously, we saw last year uh, before the MLS Cup final, you had Will Farrell and Rob McElhenney bringing out the MLS Cup as the two celebrity correspondents for LAFC and the Philadelphia. So, no, nah, he does have appreciation for Philly, but we, what everyone needs to understand, especially like a guy like Rob, who grew up in Philly, probably like during the 80s and 90s, like, you know, the union weren't around. Like, soccer really wasn't around in Philadelphia in that time. So, it's tough for for that generation to get on board with the union when he didn't grow up with it. You know, he grew up with the birds, with the Phils, Sixers, Flyers, not with the U, not with the U. Uh, right now, you will take a Brujo Martinez to play for his country. Yes, yeah, Brujo Martinez, dude, he's a Venezuela staple. Give me the the clip of a Brujo shutting down Neymar. Yo, give me that. Give me that. I love that. I love that, man. Oh, vamos, vamos, Kevin Show. Que esta noche tenemos que ganar. Vamos, vamos, Kevin Show. I love Kevin Show. I'm sorry. But Kevin Show, what's up, Papa? How you doing, brother? Kevin Show's killing it out there. Make sure you guys check out Kevin Show. Did you are you guys beat Australia? I'm pretty sure y'all beat Australia. Maybe that's Stephanie's a be in Australia. I know I know Kevin Show is partying it up with his mate and churrasco as uh El Messi. Yo, Messi come to let's see. If Hamas comes to MLS, like I'm gonna react like Kevin Show. Like I'm gonna be fucking annoying as all. Well. I love Hamas Rodriguez. All right. But obviously, listen, not comparing Hamas to Messi type of player. But listen, that's it's our best player. <laughs> you know, that's our best player. So that's that's my guy. That's my guy. This was me, Pana. Uh, never looked into that far. Didn't know Rob was a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only knew Rob. Yeah, so Ryan and Rob, best friends. Uh, I think Ryan actually bought a place in Wrexham, bro. 
Uh, and dude, like it is cool. I mean, like two best friends bringing up an historic club up and now they're in the fourth division of UK soccer. So it is cool. It, it is definitely cool, man. But um, to me, it's intriguing. It really is intriguing. Like the, the fandom for it has been so intriguing for it. Eso, Coco Colombia. Camicho's team gets all the Colombians, man. Camicho's team always gets the Colombians. <laughs> I have to, man. I, you know, I got to, Camicho. Uh, camera roll. Al Pesia Mobile. I'm not sure what that means. Not sure what that means. That's right, baby. Yeah, Hamas needs to pull up, man. Listen, I think Hamas is actually a, uh, a free agent. So someone come calling for Hamasito, man. Obviously, I know he will probably want to play for Miami. Um, I know he's a Yankees fan. Falcao, which this is actually Falcao, if anyone was wondering. But Falcao and Hamas are both Yankees fans. Or maybe he's a Mets fan. But listen, I don't care where they play. Just come play. Go play in SKC. I'm sure, yo, Kevin, I'm sure you guys got the discovery rights for Hamas too, man. <laughs> Def cool, man. Need you to take me. Yes, sir. We're after, yes. Uh, we need, you know what, Scotty? We need like a true union bar. Like, the thing is, is like, I know like you got the Broad Street Bullies Bar, Xfinity, like every Philly bar is an Eagles bar, <laughs> technically, right? Like every, every Philly bar, every Philly sports bar you go to, there's a huge Eagle shrine. So like every, everything's an Eagles bar, but we need ourselves a fucking union bar, union pub, union tavern, union something, Duke bar. I don't know. Oh, my rich union fans. Give me something, man. Uh -huh. I said, give me the, the the Volvo Chavo. Ah, the Volvo Chavo. I got you. Julian Allen Hobson for Philly, man. Listen, Julian might be gone soon, but over to uh over to Europe, man. That's 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 the hope for Julian Caranza, man. We're, we're we're loving Julian and his play these days, man. And also Casti, Castiano's going to Benfica. That'd be crazy, man. Um, let me see here. He's rejected. Yes, Rob is <laughs> a bandwagon. I don't, listen, I don't know Rob McElhenney like that, man, but hey, uh, we don't accept him. I, I don't I don't mind Rob McElhenney, dude. Like, I appreciate Rob because Always Sunny is just a fantastic show. And obviously, like, there's a lot of episodes where you can, like, connect. Like, the Phillies episodes, like, all, every single Phillies episode. I mean, come on. You can connect to the Super Bowl episode. I mean, that brought tears to my eyes. I mean, that's Always Sunny. All right, so. I mean, it, it, it is it is freaking awesome, man. I'll admit that. Sorry. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this edition. I had a lot of fun this one, guys. Uh, bye weeks, dude. Bye weeks are fun because we just do shithousery. That, that's all we do during bye weeks. So next week we'll be back. Orlando. We'll be down in Orlando for that one. Um, so we'll definitely we'll, we'll be talking about that one. I really want to thank everyone for tuning on into today's edition. Guys, I know we've been delaying it. But we will have announcements coming soon. There'll be more coming to this channel. I promise you guys. I appreciate the love. You guys have always been showing me. It means the world to me. And we will have more coming for you guys. But until next week, guys, make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. You guys can find us wherever you stream podcasts. Find us for now under Oin Philly Sports. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to our friends over at La Terrain Watches. Check out our friends over at La Terrain. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I am telling you guys to do more. I'll talk to you guys soon.